Welcome back to another episode of Not Another Nuts Podcast, episode six with your host Ajay and Harp. How's it going, Ajay? Doing good, man. Especially after game two, I'm doing much oh, yeah. better than uh, I was after game one, at least. How are you? Pretty good, man. I, yeah, just like you said, after game two, I actually went on South Fraser Way. I wasn't expecting <laughs> to, but it was a pretty good time. And, uh, oh, what a drastic change from games one and game two. It was like two completely different teams. Eh? It really was, yeah. It was, uh, um, it's been a bit of their, I guess, staple um, in terms of bouncing back after a bad loss. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I was very happy with how they came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then... It, I was kind of hoping for that result. I wasn't ex- literally uh, expecting. I don't know how Vegas was going to come out, but uh, let's kind of get into it, right? So, uh, yeah, let's do it. Um, so, should we start off with game one? Yeah. All right. So, what were your thoughts on game one? Um, I mean, there's not much to say. It's a pretty bad <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. game. I, I would always – like, I would almost hearken it back to game one against Minnesota where they yeah. just looked completely out of place. Um, yeah. I had heard that they moved hotels after um, telling the league that they weren't going to move after they beat Minnesota. So they stayed in the Southern Place Hotel. And, I, and I'm not trying to use this as an excuse, but yeah. they were then forced to move after beating St. Louis to the mm-hmm. JW Marriott because I think they were the last team still in the Southern Hotel. So they were moving yeah. hotels and kind of moving their whole kind of system around um, the day before game one against Vegas. Um, and, I, and I'm not trying to say that that's the reason why they – just looked so flat, but yeah. they just didn't look like they belonged in the same sheet of ice as Vegas. And I know that Vegas has owned us for the past few years, but yeah. man, game one was just brutal. Um, you know, like just, I mean, the score was bad enough, but just they just weren't playing with the same um, intensity and ag- aggression. And by aggression, like I'm not saying physicality, but just more so like hounding the puck and all that stuff. I just didn't see that in their game in game one. They just looked out of place and just out of sorts. Absolutely. Um, so it was, it was just a bad game from front to back. What were your thoughts? Yeah. Um, you know what? I would agree. Uh, going back to right after we beat the Blues, right? There was such an emotional high. You yeah. know, I could tell they're probably partying a bit. They did look hungover in game <laughs> one. Like, uh, you know, everything was dump and chase. For a team that's so good at faceoffs, and, um, you know, when puck possession, we do so well, especially with people like Petey and Hughes that just, you know, can dangle the puck through so many people and just create chances by just carrying, keeping the puck on their stick. Um, I was surprised and uh, with the game one effort. I feel like uh, Travis Green said it best. Um, it was probably their worst game of the series. And it really did remind me of the first game against uh, Minnesota. They just weren't really ready. And yeah. uh, I- I'm not sure why. And, and to be honest, um, the score was pretty, you know, bad. But I don't blame Marky at all. Marky, like, he made no. some pretty good plays. But you could just tell that like, he has zero help out there. The team looked dead. Um, and it was one of those hiccup games. And to be honest, they, they put it behind them right away. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, when no passes are being connected, your shots are all missing the net and, and and they're just skating circles around you and you're just so flat-footed you know you're not ready you're not prepared right so um, were you surprised uh, that um green didn't pull markstrom in the second intermission that he I came was, back yeah i was because um you know what like the Canucks have made some pretty amazing comebacks in the past so i'm pretty sure that might have been something they're hard mm-hmm. uh kind of wanting um but also at the same time like who knows, maybe he gave that option to Marky, and Marky said, no, I'm staying in that, right? I'm going to fight till the yeah. very end, right? Because um, I know sometimes um, good coaches will give their players that option. 
But yeah. I would have done that. Like, just looking at the vibe in the room, I, you should have been able to read what was going to happen. And I would have put Demko, because Demko played pretty good for the limited time he had, you know? And, yeah, he and did. He, and, I mean, like, I guess as a coach, you probably just don't want to give up, or you don't want it to seem like you're just kind of giving up on the game. So maybe that's maybe another reason why he didn't go with him. But it would have been nice for Markstrom just to have a bit of a break after we've been relying on him for so many weeks now. Um, but yeah. yeah, I was just a bit surprised by that. One thing that really stuck out to me um, that I was actually, I don't know if I want to say shocked with, but I was kind of like not expecting was how bad of a game um, Hughes had, you know? Yeah. And, and, and not, not to solely blame him. The entire team played so bad, right? And it was yeah. definitely a team loss. And you could tell they just were not ready for game one. But they really got into Hughes's head, and then for such a mature young kid, I feel like they really brought out his youth, and mm-hmm. they really brought out his uh, kind of, I don't want to say insecurities, but kind of the you know ability to kind of get in his mind a bit, because you know he was losing the puck, the power play looked stagnant, and, and um, they were on him, and and you know him and Tanov, I'm not gonna lie, they did not look that good in game one, game two they had a few hiccups. Um, yeah. But I think, I don't know, I, I'm surprised that pairing looked that bad in game one. Yeah, yeah, that he's been a bit of a uh, kind of afterthought, especially after um, game two as well, where, yeah. the, where the team played well, but he again kind of didn't really have his normal Quinn Hughes type of game. Um, I don't know Absolutely. if the way that they're targeting him is starting to kind of get to him because they are definitely laying the body on him a lot more than what Absolutely. the Blues were because the Blues were obviously targeting him, but you don't recall ever like seeing him being hit as much as he has been in the past two games. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That's something that I'm definitely going to keep an eye on. And I, like, I think if we have any shot of beating Vegas, we need – um, Quinn Hughes to do what he normally does. No, absolutely. And and you know what? He's got a he's got to have like a goldfish's memory. He's got to be able to like you know put it behind him and move ahead, right? Yeah. Um. So I think this is where we kind of miss Myers too because um Go- uh, Golden Knights are so good on the rush and Myers is so good at breaking up rushes. You know. Yeah. He makes long a stick, yeah. There, but it's long stick and he's just getting in the way and taking the body. He boxes out like no one else on the Canucks team, right? Have you um, um, heard anything of? when he might be coming back. I know Rick Dahlewald has been kind of posting throughout the weeks and just kind of giving updates on different players. I know he had been commenting on Toffoli before he came in, but um, in terms of Myers, I haven't seen much. Well, you know, I called Rick on his personal self. <laughs> 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 and he was like, no, I'm joking, but um, yeah, but his Twitter. Would be having a uh, Dixon Cider? <laughs> yeah, he was having some cider. <laughs> Yeah, and I was I just shotgun Jake, to, you know, on a random Monday morning. But anyways, yeah. uh, no, but uh, yeah, he said that he, I mean, he could be coming back soon. The rumors where he might be coming back at the end of the Blues game or, or game two, three, four, yeah. um, for the Vegas, um, nice series. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I wasn't yeah. expecting Tafoli to be back in game two, right? Right. So um. All right, let's kind of just uh, move on to game two. I think. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So game two, man. Oh my God. First of all, like, um, I, w- I want to just touch up on the lineup lineup changes that Green made. W- what adaptability? You know, this is this is really showing um, the growth not only of the team mm-hmm. but Green as well. You know, um, he finally put Toffoli. I mean, the, the fact that Toffoli was in, I was not expecting that. I was so happy, right? Yeah. And and the fact that he put Toffoli with Pearson was an amazing move because, you know, they won together. 
And then they put um, Petey in the middle. Yeah, right? I like that and a lot. It literally, it literally um, mimicked the line in LA. You know, when the seventies line. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 I don't know. I, I you could argue that um, PD is a little bit um, faster, more skilled than uh, what's his name, Couturier, right? Or was it Couture? No, it was uh, Jeff Carter. Jeff, sorry, Jeff Carter. Sorry, I got the wrong scene. Yeah. But um, it, you could argue that, right? Um, maybe not as big, but um, oh my God, PD just took over that game, and that line yeah. played so well. I mean, a few times they were hemmed on their own net, but everything was pretty much kept to the perimeter. Exactly. Um, PD is, PD does such a good job, um, you know, with this forward check. And same same with Pearson, right? And Toffoli just happens to be, you know, his hockey IQ, I don't know what it is, but he's just always he's on the, the right. Cards, yeah. His I instincts know. are just so high, man. And yeah. uh, and then you got um, Brock. Um, Brock. Uh, JT uh, and Bo Horvat, yeah. yeah. JT and Horvat. Oh, my God. What, what were your thoughts on the top six? Uh, yeah, I definitely like those line combinations. Um, yeah, no, I think – if you were to tell me that Toffoli was coming back, I thought that Green would have started him with Pedersen and uh, Miller. But the yeah. fact that he decided to kind of change things up and go with Pedersen in the middle with um, Toffoli and uh, Pearson, yeah. I thought that was a stroke of genius because it definitely worked. Um, but, I mean, wow, man. Like, PD was on a mission from the puck drop. Um Obviously, oh, yeah. game one was bad for everyone, um, and yeah. I don't think he played particularly well, and he definitely mm-hmm. heard it from the Vegas bench. Um, I think oh, we yeah. all did, all the um, trash talking for a team that hasn't won the Cup. But anyways, um, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. the fact that he came out and definitely wanted to make a statement, yeah. like, man, like, we don't – we've never had that type of player. And I don't mean to kind of, like, talk bad about the Twins because they were amazing players, but, like – Absolutely. When can you think back to like a playoff series where they were challenged and then next game they just dominated, right? Like, yeah. and like, it's, it's like, I'm not trying to take away from the Sedin's brilliance as much as I am trying to showcase how great of a player Pedersen is and potentially might become. The fact that he took on this challenge against a bigger, stronger team and yeah. he honestly dominated them, right? Mm-hmm. And I think this is another one of those games that we're going to like, look back to after so many years and be like, you know, that was a statement game by him. Right. Um, That was literally like, that was literally um, playoff PD showing up. Yeah. And and he's had, he's had great games before, but that was him really taking over game. That was the first time we've seen him do that in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So not, so I thought the top six and the line formation by green, I thought was great. Um, Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I thought, like, first period, um, I thought they came out, played well. Um, definitely got on, the like, their four check, which is their bread and butter from the start. Um, yeah. And really kind of skated with them, you know. And uh, they definitely belonged. Um, so I thought first period was a great one. Um, but then second period, I thought the wheels kind of fell off a little bit. Yeah. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, was the Besser penalty, was that in the first or second the one where uh, Puck had gone off the um, glass, but the refs didn't see that. And then I uh, want to say second period. Yeah, because I, I felt like after that, the momentum really shifted in Vegas's favor. Yeah. Um, it was an unfortunate call. It was clearly the wrong call. And I wish the NHL would have a way to correct these calls because when you're in playoff time and when the refs make a mistake on a call, like, you know, like if yeah. they scored and 
completely changed the, that game. Like it would have really hurt the Canucks. Um, yeah. So the fact that, um, yeah. So like the second period, I thought Vegas dominated. Um, yeah. Right. And it, it, so, but having said that, though, like I thought third period they definitely bounced back. But kind of going back to second period, why do you think that you know Vegas were able to kind of take over? You know what? I think I think Vegas like they realized they were down. I think it what was it two one or three one in the in the second. Yeah. And and no, it was a, it was two one. Um, and because oh, yeah. I think Connect scored the third goal near the end of the second. Yeah, and I think I think um uh, I think uh, Vegas they scored their first goal near the end of the first, right? Uh, I think they went in. No, I think it was two nothing going into the second. Yeah. I got to double check, um, but yeah. I think honestly, um, I think I think the Canucks got a little complacent. You know, yeah, um, they were ahead and they were kind of riding it out a bit. But not only that, I think um, uh, Vegas. You know, like you heard all about the post, um, you know, the post game interviews and, and the and the press conferences that they had after game one, and you know, just how kind of uh, nonchalant they were and how they were just making fun of the Canucks and making fun of Hughes and everyone, right? And just yeah. saying, oh, we got in their head and this and that, right? I think they felt like they were, had already uh, won and they weren't really expecting that type of pushback by the Canucks. They really yeah. underestimated what the Canucks could bring, right? So I think yeah. uh, in the first period, they were just like, oh, oh, wow, this is a wake-up call. Like, these guys are flying, right? Yeah. And I mean, like, in, in the first, what, 90 seconds, PD on his first shift, you know, runs down the wing and, and goes, you know, around the net, passes the four, uh, right across the crease, Defoli, nine seconds into Defoli fifth. He has already more points than Louis Erickson in five, six games. <laughs> but, um, and, and I think that, that after the first period, we kind of took the momentum, but then they were like, okay, we need to wake up. Yeah. They got, kind of got their reset um, in the first intermission, and they, and they brought it, man. The second, second period, the Canucks were, like, chasing. But I do want to say this. Even though Vegas had their chances, uh, Marky stood on his head. You know, he, yeah. did, he played so well in that. But also, man, you got to give it to the Canucks. A lot of the plays that were uh, happening were all perimeter plays, you know? And- Thank you for saying that. Like, yeah. that was one thing that I kept seeing on Twitter. Like, oh, my God, they put these many shots, like 41 shots. They had 91 shots yeah. directed towards the net, right? I yeah. get that. And it, it sounds like they were just dominating. But, guys, when you look at the highlights or if you watch the game, a lot of the shots were coming from the outside like yeah they had a few dangerous high chance shots but for the most part the the Canucks defense and the the forwards were able to keep most of the shots from the outside so granted 41 shots and like 91 shots um towards the net sounds like a lot but for the most part like you said they kept them on the outside agreed Agreed. and and to be honest what are they they had 40 shot attempts in the second right I think it was yeah, because um, I think um, – yeah, so go ahead. Yeah, so uh, I think – so when it comes – like, even though there were attempts, I feel a lot of them, like, you like you pretty much just saw them. Like, yeah. It was a lot of perimeter play and everything. And yeah. to be honest, man, like, I didn't hear Reeves' name once in the second oh game. Oh, my you know? God. Like, you think he was Gretzky in the first game. Uh, How many times I know, you man. Been? If that was your first time watching a Canucks game or just a, like, NHL game <laughs> – yeah. You thought he, like this guy was the next like Sidney Crosby man. Just oh yeah, like uh, that was like driving me insane. Like just the fact like how much play the broadcasters were giving him, right? Yeah, and 
and the fact that when he was on the ice, the Canucks were dominating his line, but yet his stupid chicken calls were getting all the like laughs on like on the broadcast, and it was it was it was so annoying to listen to, man. Yeah, and you know you know it's funny like. You heard uh, Ron McLean, I think, saying that, oh, I was happy that Roussel got a 10-minute misconduct for oh hugging uh, Reed. Yeah. I'm like, why? Like, like, it was just so dumb. So, so yeah. stupid. That and, was such and, a stupid call. And I don't know where it is. Like, it, it was just overall, um, I don't know. I, I feel but, like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to bring the whole Canadian aspect into it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a Canadian coverage, and we're the only Canadian team. I'm not saying we're Canada's team because some people are no. arguing it. Yeah. Facts are fact. We are the only Canadian team in the playoffs right now, and there's a lot of people around Canada cheering for the Canucks, right? Yeah. And and, and that's just that's just what it is, right? Yeah. Um, I'm definitely not saying they're Canada team by any shot, right? Yeah. But anyways, um, I think that I'm not saying you should be biased at all, but I think you shouldn't ride someone's coattails like that when they're not doing much for the game. He exactly. he has some pushes and shoves and whatnot, right? Obviously Vegas was dominating, but he didn't bring anything. Nothing. Did he have an assist? Did he have a goal? Nothing. nothing you know? Nothing. And it, it, it's just like, uh, for someone, like, all the goal scorers and all the trauma, that all the stuff that happened with uh, Flurry and everything, you know, they're not talking about that. It just reads, reads, yeah. So, it was happy to see them bounce back and happy to see them that, uh, you know, like, uh, Roussel was able to, and the Canucks were able to kind of get him out of their mind because you could tell, like, he did get to them in the first game. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think all the smack talk they were saying after game one, it really woke up the Canucks, especially, mm-hmm. like, people like Petey and... and the top and, six, uh, yeah. The top six, Miller for sure. And then look at Horvat, man. Like, you can tell he's a competitor, right? These yeah. guys, they, it's that Mamba mentality, man. They're bred for this, right? They, they Nothing is going to get to them, like... The more you try to get in their head and the more you make them angry, the more yeah. competitive they're going to get, right? Yeah, um, no, I... But yeah, I, yeah. yeah no, like, just to kind of, like, finish up my, like, final thoughts on Reeves, though, like, like, seeing him last year when they were up against San Jose and seeing his battles with Evander Kane, like, yeah, like I thought the one mistake that, like, Kane made was just kind of going at him, like... Reeves yeah. is honestly like a nothing player, and I don't mean that in a, like a dis- like disrespectful way, but like he's a fourth liner, right? Like Evander Kane's a top six yeah. player, but he was wasting too yeah. much energy on his battles with Reeves, and that's exactly what Vegas wants. They want the top six yeah. players to be sucked into Reeves and focus on him and let the Vegas top six do their thing, right? And that's basically what happened in Game yeah. One, right? Where a lot of the Canucks' attention was going on to Reeves, um, and the top six were the ones that were just burning them. So I think going forward, just just leave Reeves alone. Focus on top six, just like yeah. what they did in, in game two. Bang and crash the top six, the top two demon. Focus on those guys. Let, let Reeves do his agreed. stupid thing. No, agreed. And, and, and you know what? Um, just their response and, and even their post-game interviews and, and like the next game interviews or, or, or yeah. whatever you call them, right? Um, you could just tell the Canucks, they were just like, you know what, we're going to be professional about this. We're going to, we're going to say it how it is. We're going to, we're going to react, um, you know, in a proper manner. Yeah. And, and they kept the fire alive and, and they hit it, you know, and when they came out, they came out, they dominated, right? The first yeah. period was all Canucks, right? And then, and then the second period, like you said, it was pretty much all um, Vegas, Vegas did wake up. But man, that highlight real goal by uh, PD that just stole all the momentum back. And the third period was pretty much Canucks again, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, 
But yeah, talk, talking about PD's goal though. Wow. What a pass by Adler. You know, just yeah. three, like three more people. You know, the seas literally parted. This guy's acting like <laughs> Moses, putting the puck down the middle, right? Um, PD gets the puck and then just dangles him. Dude, his jock strap was wrapped around his head. <laughs> Leonard, what's his name? Uh, yeah, Robin Leonard, yeah. Robin Leonard, yeah. And it was just, oh man, like it was one of the best goals I've seen ever. And it just kind of, you know, was a cherry on the ice, you know, on the cake on top or whatever, you know. But like, <laughs> just, just sorry, I've been drinking a bit. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, just, just it was like it was like the exclamation mark, you know, like just yeah. the type of game he had, how he was setting up the place, and then to just finish off like that. Yeah. Oh man, and it was just so nice to see, and literally, PD made Vegas his, you know, like. That word, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yes, he did. He um, for me, the like biggest takeaway from that goal was like how much confidence he had to yeah. make that move, right? Because like when you're in front of the net, like you know, if you try doing a lot of digs, chances are a the goalie will stop you, or b someone's gonna like clothesline you, right? Yeah, because you're like so tight in, you don't have a lot of room. But the fact that he went for that move. Um, with the like limited space that he had was I think that definitely shows the type of player and the type of confidence he's playing with in these yeah. playoffs um, but man yeah that goal was unreal unreal okay speaking of type of player right yeah. I just gotta bring this up I've heard this a few times now and I've had a few arguments with a few friends who are uh, you know fans of other teams you can say yeah um, so Petey Game two, did all that, right? What player, you know, past or yeah. present, would you say that he actually reminded you of? There's one uh, name I keep hearing, and I just want to see if you, if you, uh, if you. Yeah. Agree or so not. for me, I think, like, I think it's hard because the name, like, the one name that I've always thought of that he reminds me the most of, yeah. um, is Datsuk. Yes. Yes. Um, but, but. I have to throw in a big butt though, is that his offensive game reminds me of Datsuk, but Datsuk had a mm-hmm. great two-way game, which I think PD still has to develop. But in yeah. if we're just talking about his hands and his offensive yeah. game, 100%, it's, it's Datsuk, man. Like the way that but, he, he's yeah. so calm with the puck and he's able to just do his little deeks. And I think oh, like the, like, I think the biggest quality that Datsuk had was, he was very patient with the puck. You couldn't make him like kind of rush into a move or anything like that. Like he was very mm-hmm. patient with the puck and he knew exactly what to do with it. And I see a yeah. lot of that in Pedersen. So for me, the player that he reminds me most of is Datsuk. What about you? No, I would absolutely agree. And you know what? I, w- I would say. So who like are your friends of- um, saying that? Um, so, so I have one, I have one friend, right? Yeah, I don't want yeah. to say his name, right? Yeah. But uh, he's a huge Detroit Red Wings fan, right? Yeah. And then he, he's such a good guy. Like I love the guy to death. But yeah. um, he argued for the longest times, like, no, this guy's not Datsuk. This guy is not Datsuk, right? Yeah. And but then, I literally today all day I just kept sending him clips of different analysts <laughs> saying this guy is literally a very young Datsuk because defensively. Yeah. He does play well. He does get back. He does forecheck. He might he not does. have. He, he might not have like that. You know how you say like a grown man's body yet and whatnot, mm. right? But at the same time, man, if 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 we're comparing him to like prime Datsuk, yeah, obviously the dude's like twenty, right? Not even twenty-one. Yeah. But 
I would definitely say he is such a young, young Datsukin type of player, right? And but like, don't forget too, when Datsu came into the league, he was 23, so yeah. he was a few years older than what yeah. Pedersen is now. So the fact that Pedersen, personally, like I think Pedersen is much farther along than what yeah. Datsuk was at the same age. I I would say that when PD is 23, he will be better than Datsuk, uh, and I yeah. will I. Well, definitely. Yeah, because I mean, well, I'm not saying he's gonna have one the same accolades, but yeah, I, th- I think he has a chance. Yeah, I mean, like that statement isn't that far off because, like, it took yeah. Datsuk a few years to become the type of player that he was. Right, I think he started to kind of hit his stride, and I would, like, I would say at around 25, 26. So, the fact that Pete yeah. is 2021, 20, I think he's way ahead of where he should be. So, yeah, man, mm-hmm. I, I definitely see a young Datsuk in them. What's another player that uh, kind of stuck out to you in the game, too? Um, I liked the aggressiveness of Vertanen. Um, I know yeah, I, yeah. he's been a bit of a player that we've always kind of like kind of talked about, but like, so I'm just trying to yeah. kind of stay away from the top six. I, I feel like we've talked about the top six quite a bit already. Um, so, in terms of the bottom six, I like Vertanen. I, like, I liked how aggressive he was, especially with that hit on Tuck. Yeah. Um. Where he kind of like went at him. Um. I like seeing Vertanen engaged. Yeah. Um. He doesn't need to always be as physical, but as long as he's skating and engaged in the game, I think he has a big impact. So I I definitely like Vertanen's game for the most part. Yeah. Um. What about you? Um. I would agree. You know, considering how much the media was riding Reeves for the first game, I'm surprised they didn't say anything good about Vertanen in game two. Right? Yeah. I think after the way uh, uh, kind of responded, right? Like he took he took a double minor, and yeah. Vertanen just had the one minor, right? Yeah. Um. I mean, uh, yeah. I gotta mention Horvath's name. I know he's in the top six. I know yeah. we talk about him a lot, but yeah, no, two goals, sure. you know, and and he's putting the team on his back right now. He's leading the entire. Uh, well, he was. I don't know about the today's games, but he's leading the entire NHL for um, goals. You know, I think he's eight now. And and, oh, wow. and PD, he's tied. He's tied with uh, McKinnon for most points yeah. in the playoff. Like, like, the, like the, these aren't little things. Like that's yeah. pretty amazing. And this is round two. We literally just knocked out the Stanley <laughs> Cup champ, and we're yeah. facing the Stanley Cup favorites of this year. You know, yep. so um, it, it's just a hard series. But I don't know, man. Like it just like those having those like titles. You know, they might disappear, but it's still quite the uh, accomplishment. Yeah. Um, but besides that, you know, uh, I think the defense played okay. I, I think Hughes and Tandem had another rough game. Um, I thought getting um, into... um, Ben and Fattenberg played well, though. Absolutely, yeah. I was actually going to mention Edler. Um, okay, yeah, Ed- yeah. Yeah. Edler, you know, they call him Steady Eddie for a reason. I think I think games three and four, or sorry, yeah, three and four in um, against the Blues, he had a rough time. And yeah. in game one, he had a really rough time against uh, Vegas cause just because how fast Vegas is. And, you know, he's a little old and now he doesn't really have the feet anymore. But that being said, in game two, he brought it. He was physical. Yeah. He boxed out. There's a few small things I noticed. His outlet passes were working. You know, Myers isn't here, so he's got to step it up. And just that one pass, man, that we got to PD with a highlight mm-hmm. goal. That, uh, as much as credit we got to give PD, that was a highlight real pass, man. That yeah, was, such it was a, a great sick. pass. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, mm-hmm. no, I... I definitely wanted to point out Ben because that was a name I just forgot. But um, I love the way that he was clearing out the front of the net um, and his yeah, stick yeah. work as well. Where um, Vegas is a team that is known for um, having really good sticks. Um, yeah. And I thought he was doing a great job of either boxing the man out or at least 
making a play on the stick so that they um, didn't have a tap-in goal. So I thought Ben definitely had a very strong game. Agreed. Uh, yeah. I would agree, yeah. I think Fanberg had a good game too, but Ben, he's been um, he's been standing out for like the right reasons, you know? And, yeah. and compared to the regular season, the few times he made mistakes and he didn't really feel like kind of really um, into the game, right? And then yeah. he'd be cut in, in a lot of exactly. the games. Right? He'd be on the bench. But no, he's been bringing in. He's been playing well. Um, so I'm happy that he came back with the right mindset, you know, because after having a kid, someone can definitely be, uh, you know, how, uh, you know, have a lot on their plate, right? A lot mm-hmm. on their mind. So for sure. Yeah. All right. So third period, right. Um, you know, I mean, Canucks just took it back, right? Yeah. No, uh, I thought yeah. it was a great bounce back um, period yeah. after the way that they played in the second. And I think it definitely helped scoring 18 seconds in with Bo Horvat's uh, um, goal where they basically, it was a 2-1-0. Yeah, yeah, but what about that pass from Besser though? The behind the oh, back, man. behind the pack, no look, just yeah. and it's perfect on his tape. And Thanks. he literally just brought it back, shot it. Oh, so good, so good, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that being said, you know, um, looking ahead at game three, yeah, um, you know, Vegas is gonna bring it out. Vegas gonna might make some changes too because the Canucks made really good changes to their lineup, right? Um, that worked. Uh, Do you think I they the- changed their um goalies? <sighs> I don't know, man. I know that was a question that was asked today in the press conference yeah. against the coach, and he he's, he didn't say anything. I Here's the thing, though. If Eagles are in play and the coach is upset and the team is broken and then the team is kind of divided the way we talked about yeah. um, in, in the last in the last uh, episode, I could definitely see the coach sticking with Leonard just because of, you know, like I don't want to, you know, like the, the room's divided, right? He doesn't yeah. want someone like that coming in. But you can look at the other aspect of it too. Um, I could definitely see Flurry coming back in and and um, having a having a good performance. You know, um, yeah. he whenever he has something to prove, like as soon as he was traded from Pittsburgh, he has something to prove because everyone was doubting him again. He killed it for Vegas, right? So I can, and whenever you know the cards are stacked against him, he tends to either win a cup or he tends to like do pretty well. You know, so yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll see. What are your thoughts? I think I think he's gonna go back with Leonard um, for Game yeah. Three. The reason mm-hmm. why, though, because game, uh, I, I think there's a back-to-back coming up. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's game four or if it's five and six that are the back-to-back. I think it might be five and six, but I think it's, I, th- yeah. I think one of those back-to-backs he might go to um, Flurry for. So I think he might go back yeah. to Leonard for the next game. And then if he doesn't play well, then I think I see him going back to then Flurry. Yeah. Um, but I think he might give Leonard one more shot. I am. Um, I'd be surprised if he makes the switch this early, but who knows, man? I'm kind of hoping Bennington comes out, comes in some <laughs> <laughs> You know what's funny? I was, uh, I can't remember whose uh, Twitter account was, so I can't really give him a shout out, but I saw a picture of Louis Erickson with a sword behind his back and had Green's name on it. <laughs> and it was I like, that as well. his, his agent just put this out. <laughs> I was laughing so hard, man. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, you know, hopefully they can do something good in game yeah. three and they can uh, continue, right? I think they'll bring it. I think um, I think, I think, think if the Canucks are going at full speed and, and playing well, as well as they did in game two, um, they can match up against um, uh, Vegas and they can they can do some damage, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, there's a lot of things happening around the league right now, uh, a lot of controversy, right? Yeah. But a lot of uh, – we haven't seen a trade in a really long time. Yeah, right? a big trade. Toronto, just down. Toronto just made a huge trade, right? Yeah. So uh, what are your so you have Kapanen and a few other players? Uh, I think it was Lindgren, right? And yeah. A few other players going to 
um, Pittsburgh for the 15th overall, dude. And, you know, a few other players, right? So, yeah. um, and so, the players in Cut 2 were not that bad. So, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, so basically Toronto got a first, a pretty high first-round draft pick and oh, yeah. one yeah. or two pretty decently rated prospects. One that I think yeah. they're saying that could be a um, bottom six center, but that does have a pretty yeah. high ceiling. And another um, player that again, has a pretty um, high ceiling as well. So they're getting two decent prospects and a first-round draft pick for yeah. Kapanen, who, I mean, Kapanen has wheels. Um, he has a lot of skill, but a lot of people question his IQ. Um, and yeah. they kind of go back to saying that, you know, he had his opportunity with Tavares and Matthews and didn't really do much. So what's he going to do with Crosby and Malkin? Um to be honest, though, like, I'm kind of divided. Like, I think it's a pretty high price that Pittsburgh paid. Um, oh, yeah. I understand why they're so desperate because their window is closing quick with Crosby and, yeah. and Malkin getting so old. Um, yeah. But I feel like for trading your 15th overall pick, I feel like you could have got a lot more value. I understand that Kapanen is young. He's cost-controlled, which has big upside in a cap environment. But... Having said yeah. that, though, like the fact that like we got JT Miller for now, like late first, um, yeah. I feel like Dude, this could have got a lot yeah. more. Oh man, like like Benning, this looks like highway robbery right now for yeah. for Benning because like you know what? Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not trying to pump his you know like pump Benning or anything right now, but yeah. Comparing the traits, right? Like you could argue that Kapanen has some similarities to Bertanen, you know, just yeah. the hockey IQ, the crazy shot, the potential. Everyone talks about the potential, potential, yeah. potential, right? So, looking at that, right? My question to you, I, okay, I have two <laughs> questions. First of all, I think you can answer one of them, but I'll just ask you again. Yeah, is Kapanen worth the fifteenth overall pick? No, right? He's definitely uh, considering not worth. how. Considering how deep this draft is, and and yeah. and second part is, if Kapanen can bring that type of price, uh, that type of you know, um, assets in, yeah. what do you think Vertanen can bring in? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a good question. Um, my only thing is that like, so Rutherford has already traded his first overall pick, so that's one dumb yeah. GM that we can't trade with. Dale Tal is out <laughs> of a job, so we can't trade with him. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> I mean, like, if you were to ask me before this trade what Vertanen's value is, I would say, yeah. like, I mean, he is coming off an 18-goal season, so maybe a second rounder. Yeah. But after seeing that, this... That would like, be the high end. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, but after seeing this, like, like, you would have to think that you can get maybe a second and a prospect for Vertanen yeah. now. Or, like, a very late first, you know? Pretty much yeah. what we traded... Like the main asset that we traded for Miller, I think we could get for Bertanen, man. For yeah. a team that may be looking for that type of player, um, you don't know, right? Um, I just, I don't think anyone's going to pay that price. Don't get me wrong, but I no, mean, oh I my God, the captain trade, that was, I mean, Rutherford, you could tell he's desperate for another chance at the cup, but yeah, um, it is what it is, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there's so much other things happening around the yeah, league. Yeah, let's quickly touch on all uh, that. 
Yeah, so Couturier got punched in Toronto. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> <laughs> just absolutely no context. <laughs> just got punched. <laughs> so, so okay. Apparently, he was talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah. So, like, he was talking politics. Yeah. So I don't. So, yes. Yeah, so like, like I don't think he was talking pro-Trump. I think he was just saying that he was a Republican. Um, and that if he could vote, that he would vote. Like, like the whole thing was so confusing because he was saying that if yeah. voting, that he would go Republican. But then he started backpedaling, saying he's Canadian, so he can't vote, and that he's never voted, which again makes no sense. And yeah. then he's saying that he got punched, sucker oh, yeah. punched. The whole thing was just weird. And then he started attacking a Sportsnet personality, Tara Sloan, for something because she <laughs> liked to tweet. Yeah. And then he went back yeah. and apologized, and I think he might have got punched again after that. I don't know, like, like the like whole thing was so weird. Um, personally, I'm I'm not the biggest um, Couture fan. Um, yeah. Um, so when I saw those tweets, I was like, okay, yeah, it makes sense. Um, when I saw that he yeah, was, uh, did you see his apology letter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I did. I, just, I, I don't know. Maybe okay. You know what? I don't want to be that guy, but American politics and the viewpoints are so toxic for yeah. Canadians. You know, like, yeah. it's just, the things that are going on, I'm like, it's just, it's another world, you know? And then when mm-hmm. you have, like, personalities, like, star players getting into it, and they're talking about getting soccer punched, and they're the victim, and this and that, right? I'm like, dude, okay, like, let's, let's just move on from this. Yeah, he <laughs> probably should have just taken that punch and just not said anything. I think he was right. trying to play the victim a little bit, and I think yeah. uh, it kind of backfired on him. His apology um, letter was like, I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm not this. <laughs> I will never do this. I'm like, dude, it's done. Man. Yeah, and like, <laughs> like, like, I don't care what, like, what your political views are, but yeah, just the way everything kind of came out with him tweeting it and stuff, it was just a big mess. And I think he just should have yeah. just kept that story to himself. No, I agree. And it, it, like, it really doesn't matter, which like that, that should be a personal thing, right? Like, I mean, you should yeah. be respected like, for your own belief systems. But yeah. like, you're not hurting anyone else, you know, you should be respected yeah. for your own belief systems. But like, yeah, like you said, man, like no one cares. You just created drama for no reason. And he apologized to the San Jose Sharks for bringing all this mess into it, right? And yeah. making them look bad. And I'm just like, man, this is just, you really didn't need this. Exactly. And like, like you kind of have to be a bit more cognizant of like the social time that we're in right now like absolutely do you really think that was a good tweet to put out given everything that's going on in the world right now probably not i agree so speaking yeah. of bad tweets um marsha so next twitter let him up <laughs> and that so was just after one win yeah, I wonder, and you know what you called it? I think it was last episode. You said watch out Vegas. You know, but we were talking about the goalies. But yeah. you know, like watch out Vegas. Uh, Canucks Twitter is coming after you guys. And Canucks Twitter does not play. <laughs> no, we no, will come after your family game. pictures on Instagram. We don't care. <laughs> yeah, there's people like saying he's you know a soccer player. He's diving. He should be a he should be an Olympic diver. <laughs> In the Summer Olympics, and then you know, so some idiots did go after his family and everything. Yeah, I mean, like but the that stuff. Is, I, that was I, yes, uh, like let's leave the family aside. I think the diver comments were all great. Um, keep those um coming, but um, uh, let's yeah. leave his family out of it. <laughs> They're not part his of responses, um, his, <laughs> yeah, his responses. His responses is like, he's like, you're uglier than your dog or something, or like. 
He's like, F you, you're wasting. Everything was like, you're wasting my time, but he responded to every message. <laughs> yeah, saying, stop you're wasting, wasting my time. And that kind of goes back yeah. to their game one chirps. I thought their chirps were yeah. pretty elementary. Like, they weren't the greatest chirps, but like the commentators were yeah. kind of getting off on them. But I didn't think but those chirps were that great. And I think his comments kind of echo those. Yeah, I agree. And you, you know what? Even though the chirps weren't that good, to have the connect or the NHL show this type of personality, it was kind of it was kind of fun. You know, it was yeah. <laughs> something was happening in the bubble, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, um, he did that. <laughs> 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 Moving on, um, you know, the uh, other series that are going on right now, right? There's um, you got Philly and New York, right? New York played amazing first game. You got Boston and Lightning. And then yeah. you have the other Western series, which is the Stars against Colorado, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll start on the West, I guess, right? What have yeah. your thoughts kind of been on round two for um, Colorado and the Stars? Yeah, I mean, it's a good series. Um, I did see those two teams coming out of the first round. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a little bit surprised that Dallas is up 2 nothing in the series. Yeah. Um, I, like I think we all agree that Colorado is the better team, but I think Colorado is dealing Agreed. with a bit of um, injury problem right now. So mm-hmm. I, I can see Dallas potentially upsetting them. But although as, as we speak, they're at the end of second period and Colorado is up three one. So I think there's a good chance that they'll make the series two one. Um, but oh, yeah. yeah, no, it's a good series. I I can see it going six seven. I still think Colorado has enough mm-hmm. firepower to go seven, but they're really relying on their top line. Um, to kind of get them through right now. Their secondary scoring has kind of dried up this round. Um, I agree. Right? And I'm telling you, man, like, if Colorado beats Dallas, I'm not sure what shape they'll be in. And if we can somehow squeak by Vegas, man, we have a shot. Yeah. I I, I absolutely agree. Vegas is going to be the hardest uh, opponent from either side, I believe. You know, yeah, for sure. And um, I don't want to count out the East, right? The East still has some big giants, such as like yeah. Tampa Bay and, and Boston, Boston yeah. and even Philly, man. Like, yeah, Philly's gonna be in like this whole balanced team, but you could tell, like, even New York, their speed alone is kind of giving Philly um, a bit of a run, yeah. Um, but that being said, right? Um, just looking at the playoff stats right now, McKinnon, right now, because just because he's playing right now, he has 18 points right now, but Ellis yeah. Patterson is literally just two points behind him. Yeah. And Miro Hiskinen, he's four, he's two points behind Elias, right? But I don't even think mm-hmm. he's in there anymore. So, yeah. um, and and it, it's just oh sorry, no, he's sorry, he's for the no, Stars, he's for but, Dallas. Yeah, sorry, I don't know what you meant by um, he's not in it, but yeah, no, he, but, yeah, he's with Dallas. Um, he's playing really well. Um, but who do you think wins that series between Colorado and Dallas? Honestly, man, like here's the thing: if McKinnon stays healthy, they got a shot. But just seeing, looking yeah. at stats alone, you have Miro Hiskinen, you're ranting in. Um, sorry, the Raptors for Colorado, but um, I think the Stars are just a little bit more balanced. Yeah. But the first line, you, you, the first line, I mean, like what's his name, uh, Nazem Kadri, uh, Rantanen, and and even even McKinnon, man, like they're they're just cashing in, you know. Yeah. And and if they wake up, I think their goalie got injured though. Didn't he? Is he back or? I don't know. I haven't been following that. Yeah. Um, so if, if he if the starting goalie stays out, then I think Stars might take it. Yeah. Um, I think Colorado should take it if they can stay healthy, but Dallas just seems to be a little bit more of a balanced team, you know? Yeah. And um, I can definitely see Dallas taking this. 
Um, if I had to guess best out of seven, I would say um, Dallas takes it in six. Okay. Fair. Yeah. And so, uh, um, so, yeah, go ahead. I don't know. So I was going to say, like, you know, the Eastern Conference, you yeah. got the two big guns, uh, Tampa Bay against Boston. Um, what are your thoughts on that series? Well, um, today's game was a blowout. So, um, 7-1 Tampa. I, I think Tampa <laughs> – yeah. I think Tampa takes that one. I think, I think if Rask was a net, I would have given it to Boston. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Halak is the yeah. goalie that he used to be. So I think Tampa's going to take that series in Agreed. probably five or six, to be honest. I agree. Tell yeah. okay, you know what? Tell me I'm wrong. Ajay, tell me I'm wrong. Boston, since the beginning of the playoffs, they just have not looked the same. I must say you're wrong, man. I thought they started to come on. <laughs> I know, like I thought they started to come on pretty, pretty well in the yeah. um, first round. Um, yeah. And even game one against Tampa, I thought they played well. Game two, I didn't think they played well, and I thought they could have stolen that game when they went to overtime. Um, but I thought yeah. they were playing pretty decently well. Um, but. I mean, like, maybe you're not that far off. Um, I can definitely see where you're coming from. Like, like they're not the normal Boston team that we've seen in the past years where, you know, they've been so dominant. Um, I think they are a team that feeds off their home crowd, and the fact that they, they don't have that, I think they're kind of lacking that a little bit, that little, you know, like, kind of Boston yeah. swagger, if you want to call it that. Um, but, That's a valid yeah. point. Um, and then the yeah, – um, like, and then the other series, we got Islanders and Philly. Sorry, just to go back to Boston for a second. Yeah. Um, the, the only reason I say that is just because, well, you know, I know Rask left, but I know there was an emergency with his his, his child. Right? Yeah, which is, born, yeah. That, I mean, I don't blame him at all. I know He's a lot scared, of people no. on him, right? But, but man, I think, like, family comes first, too. Yeah, yeah, so I think people kind of got on him early on because they didn't quite understand the situation. I think people just thought mm-hmm. he just left because he just didn't want to be there. But then afterwards, we found out that he had an yeah. emergency with his kids. So that. Definitely scary. Oh, no, that's so scary. And you know what? Like, and regardless, he shouldn't have to explain himself, right? Like, yeah. obviously, he's, he's he's a fighter. He's not gonna leave for just for fun, you know. Yeah. But anyways, um, then I know like uh uh you know Pasternak and I think one other player they weren't they weren't fit to play for the longest time, right? Yeah. And I don't know what it is when I watch the games, I just don't see the dominant Boston of the regular season. Yeah, they're still good. Yeah, they still have their speed and they still have their attack and. Defensively, they're so sound as well, and they just play such a well system. Mm. Um, but I don't know what it is. Um, since the beginning of the playoffs, just something about them seems off. They seem like yeah, like a, a step behind the opposition, right? And then and then their skill just kind of always tends to, you know, get them that goal that they need. But Tampa, I don't know if they can do that against Tampa. You know, Tampa can match them on pretty much all those fronts, and especially goaltending. You know, yeah. Um, and and today what was it? It was a seven-one win, yeah. right? And Tampa just destroyed them. So so Tampa's up two-one, and like you said, I think Tampa can win this. Um, it seems like Boston's kind of like cashing it in. I don't know why I'm saying that, yeah. but I just kind of get that feeling. I can I can see Tampa taking it in five or six as well. Yeah. All right. So then, moving on to Philly and yeah. New York. Um, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's an interesting series. Um, yeah. Islanders played well game one. Game two, um, Philly came out flying, went up three nothing, and then blew the lead. And I thought we're lucky to win it in overtime. Um, but that's an interesting series, man. I I think that one can surprisingly go anyway. I still think Philly is gonna come out of that one and yeah. win it. But I see that one going six seven. 
I think I think this is one of Philly's biggest tests, right? Because for the longest yeah. time, they after their cup run, I think it was against Chicago. I can't remember yep. when, but um, after that, they they faltered and failed quite a bit, right? And then yeah. they got a new coach, they got systems put in place, and they got some new players, and they started doing so well, so well, right? And now and now looking at them, they're actually being tested quite a bit from New York, the Islanders. Yeah, but like you said, man, I think this overall skill and just how young New York is, and I know you can compare a lot of the Islanders to the Canucks, right? In a mm-hmm. lot of aspects. Um, uh, but the thing is, no matter how well coached New York Islanders are, I think Philly they just have that extra little, you know, push to just get this done. It, this could this could go to Game Seven. I could see this going to Game Six or Seven, but I think yeah. Philly takes it in there. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I don't think Carter Hart's gonna lose this series unless he gets injured or something. Right. Yeah. All right, man. Well, you know, like, we live in a world where so much crazy stuff is happening, you know. And as Canadians, I know it's sometimes hard to relate. And I know all the, the NHL is playing in Canada right now. Um, but what are your kind of thoughts about the NBA and the way they, you know, like, they postponed all the games today? I think the MLB yeah. did as well, right? And, yeah, and, and the MLS as the well, video, yeah. Yeah, the MLS as well. And the videos that came out, man, the shocking videos that came out um, regarding the, the the young black man that was murdered. Or, well, mm-hmm. actually, he survived, didn't he? He, he was, did, but he's he paralyzed from the waist down, though, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and he was shot seven times. And literally, he was just going to his car. You yeah. know, like, and, you know, I don't know all the details, you know, like, there's some people arguing that he might have been grabbing a weapon and this and that and whatnot. But, dude, like, he, the police had time to put him, you know, pin him down or whatever they need to, but they didn't need to shoot him seven times in front of his children. Yeah. Especially when he was breaking up a fight, right? And then you have videos like the other um, young man who had uh, like this, he was walking around with like an AK-47. I think he murdered two people. He I did, can't, yeah. I can't remember how many. Yeah, and then he was arrested without any injuries. Like, like, you look at that and you see the anger and frustration that's building up in yeah. the NBA and, and all the players, right? Um and, and, and sold, you, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, and then you see the NHL, they didn't um, postpone anything. What were your kind of thoughts on that? Yeah, to be honest, I was kind of disappointed. Um, yeah. Whether they felt like they needed to postpone it or not, I felt like they could have done more, right? Whether they're being a bit more vocal. I feel like their kind of like moment of silence before the game just wasn't enough. Um, like we can't keep kind of like parading these like end racism logos and stuff and think that's enough. Like we need some action and um, I, I like, like, I don't know who to put more of the blame towards the league or the players, you know, like yeah. I understand that, you know, hockey is a predominantly white sport. Um, yeah. But having said that, this isn't a black versus white, it's a like human issue right? Yeah. that we're all seeing kind of being played out for years now. But now I feel like it's just like hide into like a whole new level. Um yeah whether that's because everyone has a smartphone now and is able to record it, we're just seeing it now yeah. or whatnot. But um, I wish the players were a lot more vocal about this, you know, like, yeah, when um, um, early on in the bubble, um, they kind of came out and supported the minority players and whatnot and the whole like hockey fights Alliance, whatever, like that group that was started by Akimalu and Evander Kane, um, yeah. A lot of the like predominantly white um, stars came out and supported that, which is great to see. But now, like, where we I need actual change in um, leadership, I feel like they're kind of lacking 
that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wish that the players would take a bit more of a stand. I felt like today was a great opportunity to do that, um, where a lot of the sports organizations were boycotting their games and canceling the games. I felt mm-hmm. like the NHL could have just taken the night off, right, and kind of shown their support with the other players um, and leagues um, and try and get some sort of justice, right, for these families and, like, these communities yeah. that, like, they operate in and, you know, they make money off of, but um, the lack of um, the lack of a voice that we're seeing from the NHL is very disheartening. So I agree. And, and to be honest, like, you know, I'm man, like, he, end of the day, here's the thing. There's some people that will understand it, and there's some yeah. people that won't understand it, right? And at end of the day, there's, like, I've talked to a few about this already, and, um, you know, a lot of people, they were just saying, this, is a, this isn't a Canadian issue, you know? And, and that, was, that was a statement I was brought up a few times. And, and, and one point that I was just trying to get across was, yeah, you know what, fine, whatever. We don't see these rates um, of, you know, racist attacks and all these things that can be attributed to racist um, attacks and, and, like, these young, young black men just being murdered, man, left, right, and center, you know, um, by, by the people that are supposed to protect, right? And, and just so nonchalantly, right? And you have these young white men that are just murdering people and they're getting arrested without you know, a single bullet flying towards them, you know? Um, and, and for people to say it's not an issue, but at the end of the day, it is a we issue, you know, like we need to, st- like, if we're not going to step up together and try to get something done, um, we're going to fall behind and we we are going to suffer the same consequences that uh, America is, you know, Canada has, okay, I'm not trying to get all political, but Canada has 80% of the world's fresh water, right? Canada has more land mass than any other, na- like most nations when it comes to, um, uh, uh, what do you call population per capita per geographic region, right? Yeah. We have areas of land that are so fertile for, for, for growth of farmland. We have so much opportunities to grow as a nation. But if we do not learn from these experiences now, dude, we're going to go through the exact same thing when our population hits 300 million, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and that's just the way we see it. Our population is growing so fast every day. People are moving to Canada. We have so many refugees, so many immigrants, so many Europeans, and so many people coming from all over the world, and so many new Canadians being born every single day, right? And, and, and Canada has been such a great leader when it comes to diversity, science, you know, and, and helping people, or healthcare, all these different things that other people wish they had. But if we don't try to take a stand now, right, for all the people that are arguing that it's not a clean issue, if we don't take a stand now and do something, right, um, there's a good chance we're going to, you know, go through the exact same problems. Yeah. Those, these are my honest thoughts. For sure. Um, that being said, man, I hope, to, I hope the NHL steps up, you know, having a slogan saying, you know, whatever, we're with you. That only goes yeah. so far. Um, but like you said, unfortunately, um, I think you have people like LeBron and all these amazing star players that are world-renowned stepping up. Yeah. Um, you know, I know we had a few of the Dallas Stars players that are that are Caucasian. They they st- they you know show this work mm-hmm. and whatnot. But we need some like we need like a Crosby or something to stand up and and, and or a Vetchkin or something like that. I know I know they might not be able to relate to the issue and they don't they may might may not feel comfortable or they may not feel like they're the right person to say something and they, they're worried about offending someone, right? But you know, yeah. as as a as a colored person, right, like this is a wee issue, man. And, sure. and to have a, a star 
actually step up and say something, man, you know, like it, it would, I think, I think you would, you would feel those ways for a long time across the league. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So yeah, those are, those are my thoughts on that, man. Um, yeah. Hopefully they can step up. Yeah. Yeah. All right, All right man. Well, <laughs> another episode in the books. Um, um, we'll try and reconvene uh, over the weekend. Awesome. No, thank you. Absolutely. I'm going to be away for a bit, possibly oh, drinking, right. yeah. but uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Um, I'll try to sober up today and then we will reconvene um, probably on Sunday. Yeah, whenever so. you're back. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see how the, Hopefully the are doing. Yeah, man. hope so. Yeah. All, All right, right, man. Take care. Take care.